live? Do I have my mic on? I hear you. Okay, I couldn't hear me. I'm a little deaf. Okay. Sorry, I'm the Madman, and this is Shock Monkey Radio, the show that started it all. Who are you? I am the Hill Hippie. You got EK over there on the boards. Uh, Let me finish this instant message. Be sure to listen on fxbgpublicradio.com. Hopefully you're listening to it on that website. If it's anywhere else, please let us know. Yeah, that would be prudent information. Unless it's like iTunes or something like that, if you got some sort of podcast app. We, we know that that can yeah, happen. Yeah, but that you're not getting it live, so yeah. if you're hearing this message and you're using a podcast app, you're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, if there's any other reason, go ahead and email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. It's a trap! <laughs> Where was the aquatic sound? You almost had it. We got a. It's a trap. <laughs> oh, okay, there's the fish in the barrel. <laughs> oh, hello. How was your weekend? Let's talk. About, let's start right there with the weekends. How was your weekend, bro? Ah, weekend was long, but productive and good. I can't complain. Uh, worked Saturday. Uh, got home. Barely had enough time to wipe my butt, and then uh, went out to the uh, Fall Freedom Festival, which was downtown uh, Greens. We had a table set up there, so I went to represent uh, Shock Monkeys and Otherland Dreams. Enjoyed some music. We got to see some cool vendors. Freeze my butt off. Well, oh, it's cold. Uh, the sun went down. It started getting chilly. Oh yeah, it's fall for sure. Oh yeah, fall for sure. Got some new artwork, so it was all all good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I saw this uh, painting here. You uh, case said it's yours. You yeah. picked it up at the. It's uh, like a Native American with like a Spirit of the Wolf buff, or uh, what they, what's that called? Mark of the Beast. That's the bear. No, it's the Mark of the Beast, right? From uh, or the Mark of the Wild from World of Warcraft. He's got the little. <laughs> that's, that's he's buffed, right? That's what the little handprint, bear print on his chest means. Is that he's got a buff. Excellent <laughs> <reference>. <laughs> and one completely lost on me because I didn't play more than a week. We're gonna take a picture of this painting because it is really really cool. And I remember we're going to put it up in Shock Monkey Radio Redux on Facebook so you can see what we're talking about. Right on. The title of this should be The Buffed Druid. <laughs> the title of the uh, actual painting is called Brother Bear. I saw it at this one table, and I can only see the lower two quarters of it. And I saw the, the bear print on the guy's shoulder, and it's one that's a tattoo that I've been thinking about myself, not in that exact location, but I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. So I go over, and I lift up the tablecloth and i see the rest of it and bear being my totem animal i was like i I must have this so i went to the person who was running the event i was like where's this vendor the table's unoccupied oh they'll be here about nine o'clock so i was eyeballing that table all (laughs) evening waiting on that person to show up (laughs) because i was not leaving without that painting we'll definitely snap a pic of that for you so you can see it on shock monkey radio redux on facebook our group go ahead and join us there i guess you can ask us questions there as well don't be afraid to interact. Be, sh- be sure to tell your friends about this cool-ass show that we got. Anything else this weekend of, that you did? Yeah, besides that, uh, spent some time here at the uh, studio getting some uh, landscaping done. Landscaping. That's a nice way of saying mowing the grass. Yeah, grass was mowed, weeds were trimmed, uh, hedges were trimmed, some hedges were destroyed, some weeds were destroyed. It was a lot of work. Not all mowing grass. Boring. Boring, but needed to be done. Yeah, I understand. 
so that was it for your weekend? That was it for the weekend. Okay. Well, uh, what did I do? It was a nice, pretty uh, normal weekend, working, and, uh, and I played with my time machine. That was fun. Oh, by the way, fuck Ben Franklin, right in his bespectacled face. Right in his face. Yeah, because um, I, was, I was with my time machine. Technically, it's a space time machine, obviously. Okay. And so I, I was just goofing around with it. And so I decided I wanted to go to Paris circa 1946 because uh, of with my American accent and military lingo, you know. But instead, I ended up in 17-something or other. And, um, but the, the, the accent and the military lingo, it still played. You know, so I was, you know, I met a lot, of, not a lot of nice ladies, and a few orgies later, somebody said, um, you know, um, there's another American in Paris that you should meet. And I was like, oh, okay, because you know, Paris got real boring real quick, you know, real quick. I find that hard to believe, but yeah. go on. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'll meet this guy. So I go to this party, and everyone has like uh, fat smeared all over their faces, and the other American was Ben Franklin. And I could tell right away that he hated me. Hmm. Right away. And um, he would speak French, French to everybody. But, and I can barely understand French. I would pick up here and there. you know. Um, but then he would address me in English. And not everyone there understood English. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, But the ladies that were with me were all trying their best to understand, believe me. Um, <laughs> but basically, Ben started uh, getting all player hater on me. He, he was telling me in his old English way, Forsooth! Thou hast pilfered mine top drawer hose, or whatever he said. <laughs> However he said, I forget. Um, he no longer had the only game in town with the American accent. And while I'm pondering how to react to this, he launches into a French tirade, another one of those little French tirades where he's talking to everybody else. And finally, I just had enough, so I stood up and I shouted at him, Look, you Freemason, Illuminati, Beyonce piece of shit. <laughs> and the... In the in the French peeps all all started murmuring, "Ooh, Beyonce," you know, having no idea what that was. So right, but it uh, sounds French. Um, so I, I just continued railing after him. I was like, "You stick two pieces, you know, two different pieces of glass together, and you think you invented something? You look at a thunderstorm and wonder aloud, I think that's electricity, and you claim to discover electricity." And let me tell you about the one hundred dollar bill. And this is when he says, "There's a hundred dollar bill." And I was like, "Uh oh, I'm getting into trouble." <laughs> And, and I've so overplayed I, my hand, sir. But I was pissed, and so I just continued railing at him. And it's like, it's not all about the Benjamins, okay? We actually <laughs> call it a bill. Okay, we call it a bill. All right, It's actually named after Billy Holiday. Sucker. And that's when the French people, are, uh, they start murmuring, ooh, Billy Holiday. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm still ranting at him. I said, we, we call it a C-note, actually. I'm glad you came out here to France and get your freak on. I get it. Hey, Ben. Take a walk on the wild side. And that's when the Parisian girls go, do, 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 And then I said, I'm giving way too much up here. And I said the code phrase, DJ Jazzy Jeff. And that's when the time machine pulls me back. Nice. I love the code phrase. Well, because, I mean, if you say that phrase in pretty much anything like pre-1980 in time period, wow, the future gets crazy crazy scary it actually starts getting real crazy right around the 2019 okay yeah like it really fast it spins out of control like you go back to the roaring 20s and you say a phrase like dj jazzy jeff and the world just spins out of control fun to watch but hey learning experience there you go so fuck ben franklin 
I'm glad you uh, specified that your time machine was a space and time machine. There's no other way to do it. Exactly, because it's one of the things with like Back to the Future that always bug the shit out of me. Yeah. They're going to different time frames. Okay. But the same spot in space. Yeah. No, you're you're going to a different point in time, and it, let's say just in a different yeah. minute or two, the Earth is not going to be where you're landing at. <laughs> That's what I mean. People don't know the complicated things. It's like sometimes you're in Paris yelling at Ben Franklin. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're hurtling through space. S- singing Lou Reed at him. Lou Reed. <laughs> at least it wasn't Louis Anderson. It was Lou Reed who did that song. And the Parisian girls go. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it could have been worse. You could have been singing Louis Anderson. No way I'm singing that. I see trees uh, of green. No. Nope. Red roses too. No. You really, like, you start going back in time and, like, performing music that has a, like, in Hot Tub Time Machine, when they go back in time and mm-hmm. do, let's get it started. Wow. No wonder the future they went to is crazy creepy. Oh, yeah. Like, the girl that uh, John Cusack met looks exactly the same as she did, when, like, in the past. What's been going on on that planet? Oh. When a guy like that becomes, can actually get away with Motley Lou. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been worse. They could have played Uptown Funk. Great movie. The first one. First yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Definitely. The second one, not so much. Yeah. Okay, so I got a little section here for EK Catches Up. EK's out of the room, so it's Hill Hippie's Garden Time. Because okay. I need to cool down. My heart rate went through the roof when I was thinking about yelling, pointing in Ben Franklin's beady little eyes. And just... Anyway. Peace and good vibes, man. I had a lot of wine that night. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Today, we're going to go over 10 things that we people have heard and retold over and over again that are absolute bullshit. All right, I like any topic about bullshit. Number one, what goes up must come down. Yeah. Not bullshit. always true. Not always true. Mm-hmm. Hello, escape velocity. Yeah. Now, you and me, if we throw something up, it's going to come down. But there is escape velocity. Shit that we sent up to the moon ain't coming back, yo. So, complete bullshit. The sun is a yellow star. No, it's orangish, right? No, it's white. Huh? It's white. I can't tell. If the sun was yellow, what color would snow be? Piss yellow? Yeah. And the only place you find that is underneath fire Thank hydrants. Thank you, star. <laughs> Thank you, soul. Oh, my God. We wouldn't be able to tell if there was piss in the snow or exactly. not. Exactly. Oh, wow. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, soul. Got our backs. They, looking out for us. <laughs> Weightless astronauts have left Earth's gravity. No, they're no. Co- they're constantly falling. A constantly <laughs> falling. It's just they keep missing the Earth because yeah. it's moving out from underneath them. People are like, how does it, you know how the International Space Station stays there? Because it's, it's constantly, constantly falling. falling. <laughs> <laughs> it it just stays up there. No, dude, it's it's falling constantly. Yeah, it's just you don't even know where about. It. It's not going to hit your head. This one, you being in the Navy, you should know this one. The North Star is the brightest star in the sky. <laughs> Is it in the top 10? Yeah. yeah. No. I would say so. Top 20. Not the North. No, the North Star. The no. North Star. No. Top 30. It's one of the hardest stars to find. Mm. Well, it's, it's, that's, that's, it's extremely easy to find. I have a hard time doing it. It's not like they teach that skill in boot camp. Certainly not in the 90s. They taught it in Boy Scouts. <laughs> on a Boy Scout? <laughs> Straight. Girl Scouts? No. I just bought cookies. No. Okay. Is that is that like being in the Girl Scouts if you eat a lot of Thin Mints? No. Oh. Okay. Then no, I'm not a Girl Scout. That means you're not straight. Huh. Because of the cookies? Because you chose Thin Mints. Okay. 
No, it's actually the 49th brightest star in the night sky. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people think that the brightest star, like when they see that first star of the evening, they think it's the North Star. No, no, no. You're wishing, that first wish you wish tonight, it's actually on a planet, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> the brightest, quote unquote, objects in the sky at night are close uh, bodies, like mm-hmm. planets and stuff like that. So people, like you see uh, a planet in what you think is the North, you may think it's the North Star. But uh, navigating by astronomy is way more complicated than finding the North Star. Right. Also, well, yeah, the edge of the Great Dipper points straight to the North Star. Yeah, that's that's right. The big arrow. Uh, on a dark night, you can make out millions of stars. Yeah, like in Times Square. Yeah, bullshit. You can look up from in Times Square and, and see millions of stars. Even if you're out in the complete dark forest miles and miles and miles away from any na- uh, unnatural light can you see millions of stars are you just talking about the number yeah millions yeah it's not millions no it's more like a couple thousand i thought it was like what's uh homily i don't know i forget the word hominy continue um, okay continuing <laughs> now i'm hungry for hominy uh <clears throat> there's actually been nerdy astronomer people out there more nerdy than you or i who have counted, and it's somewhere in the two to 3,000 range of what you see. I'm not completely sure of the exact number. It's enough to fill the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's that guesstimation. But millions? Yeah, millions? No. There are millions out there. It's just oh, there's see them. billions upon billions upon billions upon yeah. billions. But we're going to go on from there to the next one. Total solar eclipses are rare. Total solar eclipses? No. No. They're not rare. They're rare for you, where you live. Mm-hmm. They're actually more common than presidential elections. Yeah. Yet every news agency out there says, rare solar eclipse, total solar eclipse. No, they're not that co- uh, fucking uncommon, dude. They're just... But you, they don't say, rare presidential election coming up, now do they? Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Days get long in the summer and short in the winter. No, it's, it's just the way time and light works. Based upon the, our rotation angle, you know? It's not even that. Based on our own naming of what the first day of winter is and the first day of summer is, oh, right. it's completely inaccurate. The What is the first day of uh, summer? I have no idea. That is June 21st, the summer solstice. Okay. And what happens at the summer solstice? Uh, the Mattapanai Warlock Society meets. There is that. Okay. But also, the sun starts moving back in a southerly direction, the days start getting shorter. On the first day of summer, the days start getting shorter. Same thing. We're constantly fucking with our clocks. And, that's why. And the opposite is true on the first day of winter, uh, winter. December twenty-first. That is when the sun is the farthest away from us, towards the so- uh, southern hemisphere. And on that date, the sun starts returning to us, so the days start getting longer. So days get longer in the summer and shorter in the winter. Bullshit. <laughs> At high noon, the sun is directly overhead. Uh, <sighs> Greenwich, if Greenwich Mean Time, if you're in Switzerland, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> All I got to say to that one is go outside and look at exactly at 12 noon any time of the year. You'll find out that it's bullshit. Yet people still talk, say that. It's no shadow time. The sun's directly overhead. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Uh, okay. Is this a matter of perspective? No, it's a matter of truth. Okay. 
It only rises in the east and sets in the west once, or twice in a year, on the two equinoxes. Oh, the exact east and the exact west. Mm-hmm. Okay, nitpicker. <laughs> well, technically, that's what science is, isn't it? Fine. <laughs> but if you're just trying to find relative direction, how nitpicky are you going to be about that? And this last one, I can't even believe is on this list. Because if anybody is going around spit, uh, spouting this dribble, they need to be removed from the gene pool because they are unobservant wankers and just oh, I'm, take them out. I'm all a flutter. I'm, I want to know. Tell me. The moon comes out only at night. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who would say that? Morons. That's who. Yeah, and the moon's bigger earlier in the evening. Right. So, I mean, how have you not seen the moon with in daylight? The day. Right. Now, if you're two or two to five, hell, let's say it's the modern generation. Kids don't go outside the way they used to. I'll give you 10 years old. If if you're younger than 10 years old and you think that, okay, I'll give you a pass. But past 10 years old, man, come on. You've got to have seen it by now because it's multiple times a week easily. Yeah. Just <laughs> it, it spins around us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's really close to us. It's like the most prominent thing that we can see in the sky. Right. In fact, the reason why you can't see all those millions of stars is because light reflecting off of that is creating a noise of light mm-hmm. in our space. It's like living in Manhattan, right. looking up, and you can't see anything. Exactly. All right? That's also washing out stuff in the background as well. Mm-hmm. All right? It is really bright where we live. <laughs> There's so many. We need to turn off some of these lights, man. I'm creeped out. <laughs> I know, right? I can't sleep. There's too much light at night. Make sure that's white light. I don't want to eat any yellow snow. Hey, Google. Never mind. Wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> these lights aren't hooked up to that. No. <laughs> so is that that was your 10, all 10? That was the 10. Ladies and gentlemen, Hill, Hill Hippies Garden. Setting us straight. <laughs> Setting us straight. Anyway, my mind was wandering totally. While you're, I'm sure it yeah. was. It, it always is, really. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Um, but I was thinking about, like, uh, Scrooge McDuck from DuckTales when he'd, like, he had that big silo, square mm-hmm. silo full of coins. His vault. Yeah, his vault. And he would dive into it. And obviously, it's ridiculous. You can't dive into a big stack of coins like that and no. live. So You um, can't dive into most things like that and live. But if you have a big s- vault full of gold coins, why don't you sell the coins and find something way more interesting to fill that silo with, vault with? Especially if it's got a very high vertical ceiling and a diving board at the top. Okay. <laughs> what so, are you thinking? Jello here? Uh, Jello is a good start. We could talk about filling the vault with Jello. Way cheaper than gold coins to fill it with. Wait, you're probably only going to take about ten to twelve of those gold coins. Yeah, and apparently, and nobody cares about those gold coins. They just want your dime, Scrooge. So I mean, yeah, the first the dime. dime. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. What do you got to worry about? So you might as well just go ahead and put that in a bank and fill it with gummy bears. Okay. I would. How many gummy bears would fit in Scrooge McDuck's vault? Oh, man. We could do the math. <laughs> and if we account for... Let's not do it on air. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but we'd also have to count for, you know, we get the full volume of the vault, the volume of the gummy bears, then account for weight over weight distribution over time and how much air compression would come out. 
as those things sank down, you would eventually, you might at the top have a nice spongy surface to jump onto and maybe swim around in, but you're eventually going to break your neck on the gummy bears as well. We should send a, a tweet or something to Because Science and say, get on this. <laughs> because I, what popped into my mind is because, like, imagine if you had, like, wanted to fill it with popcorn, which is way different than gummy bears, way more yeah. less dense. All right, would you need, like, a pool of, like, hot butter at the bottom? Why would it have to be hot? Or melted butter? It could, you would, you'd probably be better off with, uh, you know, room temperature butter. Not some that's in the fridge that's hard, but room temperature butter is pretty soft. Yeah. Uh, so, therefore, you know, when you hit it, you wouldn't break your neck. It would slow you down. But then, you would probably asphyxiate in the process. Yeah, because you're choking on popcorn and you're, like... Thigh deep in butter. Well, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it smart. At least I would. And I'd be scuba'd up. Yeah. Well, I guess... No, I guess popcorn is off my list. How about um, helium balloons? (laughs) You would hit the floor. (laughs) Bob! Balloons just flying up, and you'd hit the concrete floor of that silo. Like, literally just so jam-packed that there's no way to move. It's like just helium balloons. And you just wander off the diving board, shoving your way, and just, like, slowly falling down. (laughs) <laughs> through these helium balloons. I don't know if you can pack the helium balloons that tight, but it's a neat concept. Because science, please check this out. <laughs> no, 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 you need to send him a uh, send him a message. You know, a joint venture between Shock Monkey Radio and <laughs> Because Science. Oh man, uh, that would be awesome. I was, uh, what else could be fun? Uh, cotton candy. Cotton candy. Yeah, you would have to control the temperature in there just the right way in order to keep it from melting and becoming that goo. Right. And how, how dense is it? How tightly? Yeah. Because that's a lot Damn of air it. inside of cotton candy. Damn it. Baked beans. Baked beans. There's a problem here. There's a major problem here. Number one, you would have to bake that room a clean room. You could only go in in an environmental suit that is maintained clean, otherwise, and no high, uh, no humidity in the air. Otherwise, those beans are going to rot, and you're going to have one big old vat of stink. Damn it! So it's like there's so many foods we can't do it. I mean, the gummy bear sounds like fun to me. The gummy bear so far is the he- uh, Be- is the, the best the prospect contender. here. Yeah. <laughs> you have any other ideas? Um, what to fill it with? That would be super fun. What to fill it with? That would be super fun. And dive into that wouldn't kill us. Yeah, I'm going with Jello. Jello, I think is a good, good one. But you, yeah, you need a mask, man. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, imagine you dive in and it just <laughs> get stuck in the Jello. <laughs> That's when you think Jello was a bad idea. Should have went with gummy bears. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck. You kind of like. Come in and carve you out. Yeah, you need a spotter. You need a spotter. Uh, what you would this. need is one of those old school diving suits, the ones with the big old aquarium style helmets with the the you know the mesh wire mesh front that then you'd you know sink down. You'd have to have a ladder to the side that way you'd crawl yourself around. That way nothing could break into your suit. That way you're not drowning in jello. How about bubble wrap? Like an entire silo or vault full of bubble wrap, and you just dive in. It, that might work. And it would be incredibly satisfying for a lot of OCD people. <laughs> just, no, it wouldn't. 
How many OCD people would die in that thing because they starved to death trying to make sure every bubble in this 13-story silo is popped? <laughs> They're well, jumping on it. trying. I know there's ones at the bottom I ain't got yet. <laughs> well, we'll put a sign up that says OCD people not allowed in our silo. <laughs> Gotta pop it all. Gotta pop it all. Like, damn. Jack Nicholson. Four OCD people in the Pokemon craze. Gotta collect them all. I do? No, no, oh, I was, shit. Now I was thinking about the, the bubble wrap. It was like we could do like styrofoam packing peanuts. Those would be very similar to the concept of the helium blowns. Or as my, my mom actually con- uh, called that stuff snowman poop. Snowman poop, okay. Yeah, when she was running a library in the uh, town I grew up in, she would, at Christmas time, she took little Ziploc bags, put packing peanuts in there, and sold them as novelty gag gifts. Get your bag of snowman poop for a buck to help give it to the library. How entrepreneurial. Styrofoam packing peanuts. So we're like, I guess like jello, gummy bears, and bubble wrap. That's that's what we come up with. That's what we've come up with. I mean, people talk trash all the time about Scrooge McDuck, about diving into those coins. Mm-hmm. But you, you don't really think about what you actually could fill a vault with. Right. And dive into and swim around. So all the best we have, we well, could come up with. There's also the other obvious answer, which is water. Boring. Beer. Yeah. Again, environmentally controlled the right way. <laughs> I got all these gold coins. I can afford it. <laughs> right. Or hell, just uh, turn the entire vault into one big fermenting silo. And you make one ginormous vat of beer. No, I'm just talking about something very wasteful, like keeping a whole bunch of coins in a vault just to swim in. And you don't think an entire vault of beer to swim in is wasteful? (laughs) Of course it is, but it's cheaper than a vault full of gold coins. Absolutely is. And you don't, well, there's still the risk of death. But at least with the CO, well, I'm not sure how that would work. Are you more buoyant or less buoyant in a fluid that is filled with uh, carbon dioxide? Probably more. I mean, well, I don't know. There's those experiments that prove when methane uh, pockets erupt underneath ships in water that the bu- bubbles coming up sink the ships almost immediately. Crack the, crack the keel, yeah. Well, no, just because they lose buoyancy with, the, with all the bubbles. It doesn't even crack the ship. It just the buoyancy is lost. So I'm thinking yeah, the same it, thing might it, equate it, into a carbon crack dioxide. The keel doing that, you lose the buoyancy. Pressure changes. Right down the middle, that's how you sink a ship. Break that keel, ship goes down. People get eaten by sharks. We're talking two different things. Yes. I was thinking about a movie I saw with Nicolas Cage. See, there's a problem. Nick Cage can go suck a mountain of dicks. Well, I'm more mad at Ben Franklin. You've got your uh, bone to pick. I got mine. (laughs) Thanks for the knowing, Nick Cage. I actually like the knowing. Oh. Okay. What? Did E.K. yell something? He yelled me too. I actually like that movie. Anyway, you want to get to the news worth knowing because I really can't wait to get into this first news (laughs) article because I, when I read it, I was laughing my ass off for like 10 minutes. Well, never be it said that I've tried to deny you your joy. So yes, let's do the news worth knowing. Sarah Silverman says comedian Louis C.K. masturbated in front of her with her consent. Oh. (laughs) Let that sink in for a moment. Sarah Silverman revealed. Or 
already said that. <laughs> I, I, here's, here's the first <sighs> quote from her. I don't know if I'm going to regret saying this, Silverman told Howard Stern during his Sirius XM radio show. Uh, she continued, I've known Louie forever, and I'm not making excuses for him, so please don't take uh, this that way. We are peers, we're equals, when we were kids... Uh, and he asked if he could masturbate in front of me. Sometimes I'd go, fuck yeah, I'd want to see that. <laughs> it's not analogous to other women who are talking about, uh, that are talking about what he did to them. Uh, she goes on to say, we could, he could offer me nothing. We were only just friends. So sometimes, yeah, I wanted to see it. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> was it though? I can see Sarah Silverman's crazy ass being into that. Yeah, sure. Whip it out. <laughs> And she goes on to say, sometimes I would say, fucking no, gross, we got pizza, you know. <laughs> it makes sense, you know, depending on how yeah. hard, how voracious he was going with the yeah, stroking. She's like, I'm hungry right now. Uh, a rep for CK did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment. And a rep for Silverman had no comment <laughs> either. So now we know, yeah, yeah. she regretted uh, talking about this. Well, all these reps for these celebrities involved are like going, turning to each other going, what the Fuck. <laughs> I ain't touching this one. <laughs> you go first. No, you go first. You go first. No, I'm not. Ain't happening. I can't believe she's 47 years old. She told the story uh, as part of her reasoning as why she believed her friend Louis C.K., who last November admitted to allegations of sexual misconduct uh, and didn't understand the ramifications of his actions. This is her explaining. Uh, I'm not saying what he did was okay. I'm just saying at a certain point when he became influential... Not even famous, but influential in the world of comedy. It changes. He felt like he was the same person, but the dynamic was different and it was not okay. I'm not saying everyone should embrace Louis again, she added. Um, he has remorse. I just want to talk. I just want him to talk about it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. Uh, he's going to have to find his way or not find his way. Uh, she previously spoke about the allocations last year. The allegations. <laughs> the allocations of Louis C.K. The allegations of C.K. last year. Uh, he wielded power with women in fucked up ways. Sometimes to the point where they left it to comedy entirely, which is sad. And, that's yeah, depressing. That's sad. Um, and, yeah, they're friends. They, they came up in comedy together. He was better at comedy than she is. And... But they're at at one time they're equals, and it was just like, "Hey, Sarah, can I tug one off in front of you?" And she's like, "Yeah, wait till the pizza gets here." And mm -hmm. so, I mean, or but sometimes, well, make sure you get done before the pizza gets here. So the first thing I want to say is, like, Sarah Silverman, if you're listening, I would love to tug myself off in front of you. <laughs> so if you're into that. That's as far. That probably is the worst thing she could have done for herself. Can you imagine how much flooding of oh, mass jackasses? Oh, you like that sort of thing, do you? Huh? She is now going to be the receiver of the most unsolicited dick pics of any woman on the planet. Oh, I wouldn't wish that on even her. Uh, not even on her, but she called for it without like, realizing she called for it. Well, she's one of those one of those women who. Does it for me. She's sexy in the sense that, like, she looks sexy, but what comes out of her mouth is just fucking appalling. Mm -hmm. And so that just doesn't, I don't know why it does it for me. And I'm like, yeah, I would maybe convert to Judaism. <laughs> but I mean, if, if I could just tug myself off in front of you, that'd be awesome. And you wouldn't have to change your faith. And we get pizza afterwards. You'd have to buy, though. 
I'll buy the pizza. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, she's got some class. You'd have to buy the pizza. Louis, she should say Louis C.K. paid for the pizza. I don't think Louis C.K. is going to have enough money left to buy pizza. He's going to buy p- pizza for all the comedians that he jerked off in front of. I, okay, again, I don't think he's going to have enough money left to buy pizza. <laughs> well, I just, despite this crazy, uh, true story that Louis uh, admitted to. Mm-hmm. You know, I still think he's a funny comedian. He was. <laughs> but uh, the question is, can he come back from these allegations? And I just wonder if, like, the first time Louis C.K. said to Sarah Silverman, mind if I jerk off in front of you? And she's and she, being a comedian as well, been like, okay, I'll put my chips on this. Yeah, sure, that's okay. Right. And you know, it's, and that when he's doing it, she's like, "Holy shit, he's really doing it!" <laughs> yeah, and didn't you? Didn't the article say that they've known each other since like childhood or some shit? They grew up together or oh, something I like that. I, I missed that. I, Did you read it? Turn your mic on. EK's catching up. She uses the phrase "we were just kids," but she's only referring to the fact that they were young. Yeah, when they're okay. young comedians, okay. they're all just equal comedians. And then he became like a top billing kind of guy, and then he was still. You know, cranking one off. In front I was going to say because if that was the case, and they knew each other from childhood, and they got into the comedy scene, and he asked to do this in front of her, he might have, she might have been the one who started this whole run for him. Well, I got one to do it. Maybe I can get another to do it. Look, Sarah, if you're into it, I'm into it too. So that's that's all I can say about that. But th- this this is hilarious. Fire. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a fire. I laughed so hard when I. Sorry, I'm not laughing now, but I was laughing so hard because um, she is like the one who says she says crazy stuff all the time in her comedy anyway. Yeah, and so, but her saying that they had this sort like sort of consensual arrangement mm-hmm. where she just like would be laying in bed later that night thinking about him. What kind of guy just comes and asks to jerk off in front of you? And, and just looking for somebody like me to say, yeah, okay. Right. I mean, what, just jerk off? What, I'm not good enough for you to ask for a blowjob from? What? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Whip it out. No woman offers up a blowjob right out of the bait. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not if saying you, that. If you come to Sarah Silverman and, she, and, and you're like, hey, can I stroke one off in front of you? And she's like, uh, what? Don't you want a blowjob instead? No woman ever no, does no, that. No, 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 I'm not saying that. No woman that. ever does that. I'm not saying that. But in her mind, you know, okay, if a woman come up to me and ask me, hey, uh, you mind if I uh, you know, double-click my mouse in front of you? I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. And in the back of my mind, what, I'm not good enough to... Am I allowed to touch me? That's the only question I'd have. Oh, no, that's not even where I'd go. What, you just want to do it in front of me? I'm not good enough for actually in, uh, do play ball too? I only got to sit on the sidelines? Am I the kid with the uh, that can't play soccer? So I'm being I'm dressed up, but I'm not actually allowed on the field. What the hell? What I'm saying is that I can understand that Sarah Silverman wouldn't be the kind of girl who would be like Louis C.K. We could hook up. Yeah, she's, but I, she's got standards. Yes, I agree. So, but I do think that you know she's like, yeah, I'd let Louis C.K. stroke one out, burp the worm in front of me. <laughs> uh, she does have that twisted sense of humor. She might have thought he was bullshitting, and then he whipped it out, and was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, she's I'm like, "I'm committed yeah, now. I'm committed." <laughs> you know. And then the next time, uh, hey, can I? Uh, nah, we got pizza, man. 
And they would sit there. What What do you say after that? You know, that's the question. Is like after that first time, what well, did she I, say to him? I think. Well, what should she, what would she say or what did he say? Because his first word should have been "thank you." I should hope so. You would hope so. But I bet they had a conversation. It, if this happened multiple times between them, I bet they had more than one conversation. Oh, yeah. About how can we work this into our acts? <laughs> <laughs> Tastefully. <laughs> Tastefully. No, no, you, you can't. can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Sarah Silverman. Come on by. <laughs> hope to meet you in a green green room one day oh, god <laughs> if this happens i'm not videotaping that podcast no 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 absolutely not so let's move on into this next story about the best concert ever rustled bag of gum leads to a violent attack during Mahler's fifth symphony what yeah a rustling of gum gum wrapper during an intense performance of Mahler's Fifth Symphony in Sweden last week led to a violent attack in the audience after the gum rustler smacked the glasses off a young man who grabbed the bag of gum from her and threw it on the ground. The Washington Post reported that the attack occurred during a performance in Malmo. Uh, witnesses says, witnesses told the local paper that the, the first woman, first the woman who rustled the rapper sat quietly after a man tossed her bag of gum. She waited 10 minutes until the end of the Adagietto. I don't, I, I don't know music that that, that goodly, and <laughs> and then, as the crowd started applauding the conductor, the gum chewer smacked the glasses off the man's face. She waited till the end. She had class. She waited till the end. Uh, the paper said her male companion squared off with another man. The standoff appeared to be over when the woman's companion told the young man. The audience was fooled, however because the companion used the close proximity to punch the gum thrower in the stomach. One witness called the fight, the fight very unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> the paper reported that Sid's... Wow. Sweden! <laughs> Sid's Venscan, the concert venue, used, 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 to, used the opportunity to remind the audience what is expected during these performances. Wow, this is poorly translated. And appeared to, to side with the with the man. Because <laughs> everyone hated it. It's like, why are you wrestling the gum? Trying to listen to the symphony. Eating snacks and drinking beer may be suitable at a hockey game, but the behavior doesn't necessarily translate in a concert concert hall. And the translations program that you use to convert this from Sweden to English is horrible. <laughs> and what was the name of this town? Uh, Malmo. Malmo. Malmo, Sweden. Malmo Bubblegum Brawl. That is so awesome. I don't know if you, you're the kind of person who would go to a symphony concert. I listen to all types of music. But I mean, if you can say that that, that that symphony concert was better than anything, any concert that Hootie and the Blowfish has ever done. Well, it probably was. <laughs> you are talking about Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Oh, Darius Rucker. One day you'll find your path, buddy. One day you'll find it. He did, with country music. Okay. Yeah, that's why he had to release... That's why he had to copy Old Crow Medicine Show's a hit song a year later. It... I know what country music is. Everyone knows what country music is. The tear in my beer. My girl left me. My truck broke down. Got a flat tire. 
My boss laid me off from the construction site. I understand. It's country music. You want to talk about more rednecks? Sure. Here's my sarcasm voice. This story makes me so proud to be a Virginian. <laughs> woman at a Virginia restaurant recorded shouting racist remarks at a family speaking Spanish. Go back to your fucking country. You, there's a video on this. She's clearly I'll on pills. pass. Yeah. A Latino woman who's dining with her family visiting from Guatemala claims she was verbally harassed by a white woman for speaking Spanish at a restaurant in Virginia. The woman said they were yelled at for more than 10 minutes inside Andy's in Lovettsville. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asked for passports. <laughs> she said that she knew everybody in Loudoun County. No. She said she knew everybody in Loudoun County and said to get out of there. And it started saying that they were supposed to speak English. But I'm like, we're not talking to you, the victim. <laughs> That's what she said to her. We're not talking to you. Uh... Uh, they're here visiting, and they don't know English. So how do you want them to speak English when they're just visiting? Right. Just because they're here, they should speak English. Uh, in a video clip from the incident, the harasser can be heard shouting racist profanities at the family inside the restaurant and in the front steps after, after being escorted out. Saying, quote, get the fuck out, get, go back to your fucking country, go back to your fucking country. You do not come over here and freeload on America. I'm tired of this shit. They're visiting! Right. While the police were called, no f- charges were filed, Telemunda 44 reported. The victim said her seven-year-old daughter was present during the incident, and she says she's speaking out in the hopes for other people subject to race- racist harassment should not to remain silent. True. Mm-hmm. It's not fair that they do this to us, and it's even less acceptable that if there are children present. It's not fair for any child to go through that. You just don't do that, she said. Uh, mind your own business. Pretty much. Shit, I think Ben Franklin said that. <laughs> I think he put it on the first penny. Mind your own business. The, the, the first penny? I'm not sure. My, my brain's misfiring a lot today. I didn't take my pills. I feel like that'd be like the sixth penny. Sixth? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Because you go through one, two, three, just checking them all out, and you get to the sixth. Mind your own business. <laughs> right. You've pilfered enough. guess so. Um, so I'm starting to like this guy more and more every day. Uh, Elon Musk jokes about deleting Fortnite, sparking a war of words. What? Yeah. Millennial rage. Elon Musk, mercurial entrepreneur and Tesla CEO. Way to start out the ad. (laughs) The article, excuse me. Titles, titles, titles. Titles, titles, titles. Uh, Took aim at the uh, new rival on on Twitter over the weekend, making a joke about the viral online video game Fortnite. Uh, Musk retweeted what appeared to be a Photoshop screenshot of an article that featured a headline that suggested he had bought the game and then deleted it to save players from, quote, eternal virginity. (laughs) (laughs) Adding the caption that it had to be done. It's for the good of the species. It's for the good of the species. The The Fortnite account responded to Musk. Uh, criticizing SpaceX over estimates it would take the company a whole decade to build its first base on Mars. In a retort, the businessman said, reality is hard. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you can build buildings so fast in Fortnite, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) You got a tower in 30 seconds. (laughs) The exchange drew a slew of comments from fans, of course. 
<laughs> some of whom Musk, uh, Musk also engaged. Oh. The online video game made by Epic Games uh, has become wildly popular since its launch in 2017. Players are dropped into... <laughs> they're explaining to people who don't know what it is. Players are dropped into an arena and are required to collect materials in order to survive against other per- competitors. Players can choose to make in-game purchases with their own money. It seems... Whenever I see that in an article these days, it's like the writer of the article just learned what Fortnite was. Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite can be played across multiple platforms. Blah, blah, blah. So, zing, Elon Musk. <laughs> Reality's hard. Well played, sir. Well played. Every, you know, every now and then, I just... Are you talking about how the Onion article said yeah, he, that he was going to buy it and close it? He he retweeted it. The Onion article. <laughs> I don't know if it was the Onion article, but uh, it, it, they didn't mention it was the Onion article. There was but, an Onion article saying that he bought Fortnite just to delete it. Yeah. Right. Which and is, that's, yeah. And, and he was all about that. Maybe I should do this. EK catches up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all caught up, bro. I'm going to go back to tracking this concert. You're looking for the video of that concert? No, I have, I have. while the show has been going on, I have been tracking out a recording of a concert that I did oh, a couple okay. weeks ago. Cool. You but, know, spinning plates. Go back to editing. <laughs> the editing plate. Do you know John 1513? John 1513? Are you referencing a, a Bible reference? Yeah, Bible reference. No. Greater love hath no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. A Virginia man was beaten to death last week after he tried to intervene to stop a sexual assault, police say. Patricio Salazar, 54, died at George Washington University Hospital in Washington Thursday night after he was assaulted, allegedly by 27-year-old Michael Nash, Arlington County Police said. Investigators said Nash was walking with a woman he knew when he started physically and sexually assaulting her. Excuse me. Salazar witnessed the, the assault and tried to help the victim, only to be beaten by Nash, according to police. A second witness, 27-year-old Brad, Brad Flood, told WUSA-TV uh, he went to the scene after he heard of the woman screaming. Uh, this is a quote from him, from him. I saw a girl unclothed sitting there curled up in a ball, and she was the one screaming, said Flood, who added that Nash confronted and threatened him. He was like, don't call the cops. You call the cops, I will end your world. Uh, he came after, uh, came enough into the light that I could see a bunch of blood on his fists. Soon after, Flood said uh, he saw Salazar laying on the ground. There was a lot of blood, a lot of blood on his face, his head, his head. I asked if he was okay. He said he was in a lot of pain. He said his back and his head hurt. Arlington police said Salazar was unconscious when he arrived at the hospital. This is what Flood told WUSA. I was able to reiterate to him multiple times that he is a hero. So at least he heard that multiple times. Investigators said Nash took off from the scene of the, uh, the assault and tried to steal a, a cell phone from two people. After they resisted, he ran away and stole a cell phone from a different woman, police added. Nash was arrested without incident later that evening and charged with abduction and intent to defile, forcible sodomy, and inanimate an object sexual pe- penetration. Oh. Good. Jeepers. Additional charges are pending. GoFundMe page created by Flood to raise money for Salazar's family has raised nearly 5700 of its $10,000 goal as, as of Monday night. Flood wrote that if Salazar, Salazar's family declines the money, he will donate to, to the victim or a charity that supports sexual assault victims. Ladies and gentlemen, in this climate, 
of this world, there are still good people out there. Mm-hmm. And stories like this don't get the kind of limelight that they should. Not at all. Because this is a, a sad story about good people mm-hmm. doing the right things. But you know what? There's no racial angle. There's no no controversy in it. Right. I don't know. It's news worth knowing. And it is worth knowing. This is worth knowing because it's freaking creepy. A giant spider spider creepily crawls towards Texas cop during a traffic stop. A dash dash cam video shows. Mm. I'm just going to show you. I'm not going to play the video. I'm just going to turn around and let you see that big-ass spider coming towards that cop. Go look for that video. Okay. It's huge. It's seriously, it's like four feet long. Standing about two feet tall. No, a foot and a half tall, maybe. All eight of its creepy, creepy legs. Go look for this video. New dash cam video captures a moment a giant, creepy crawler sneaks up to a Texas cop during a traffic stop. In what at first glance appears to be a Halloween prank. The 30-second clip posted by Facebook uh, to Facebook by Full Share Police appears to show a massive creature emerging from a grassy roadside area and scampering over to an oblivious cop standing next to a car he had pulled over. Have you figured it out? Yeah, it's going to go, ah! No. No. The, Is uh, it a remote-controlled creepy crawly? No. It's a spider that's crawling on the uh, windshield. Ah, uh, inside the dash cam. And because of the context of what's going on, it looks like it's coming towards him. It's all about perspective. Nice. And so, you know... Halloween's coming up, and I think this is awesome. I'm scared of spiders. And when you watch this video, it's like for the first, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh now I get it. Listen, when you now showed I me that it. picture, the first thing that went to my attention is, you know, those jump scare videos. Like a lot of them are yeah. <clears throat> strange creatures spotted or see the ghost in the window here. And, they, you know, when you see those, you're looking at, okay, I think I see it. And I think I see it. Then, you know, some zombie looking face jumps up and screams right there because you're all focused and intended that's what i was thinking was that was going to be effective matters yeah, that it does friggin ben franklin <laughs> he's short like super short that doesn't surprise me and the french women loved him i don't, I don't get it they like short fat men i think because i was doing so well as at the same time, I think it's just that Americans were hot at the time. Well, here's the thing. Ben wouldn't have had an American accent. So your accent was completely different than his. That's, oh, that's, that, maybe that's why. That, that's yeah. why you were getting the, uh, yeah. getting the action. The, the top, the top drawer hose, as he said. Yeah, you were the most exotic accent because at that point in time, you were the only person on the planet who had it. Southern accent. Mm-hmm. Y'all. <laughs> Y'all for the win. Nine minutes left. One more crappy story left. You have anything else you want to add? No, nah, we're we're doing good. And I usually like to let end on a happier story. Happier story. And uh, although maybe I should have ended with the Louis C.K. and Sarah Silverman, you know, I mean, that would have ended on a great joke. I don't know if it's a happy story, but I don't know. It seemed pretty happy for Louis C.K. He got the happy ending he wanted. I mean, the, <laughs> I mean, what we're talking about is consent. If he got consent for it. Yeah, they can't charge him for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She said it was okay. 
We're going to have two consenting adults playing handball. <laughs> oh, man. If I make it hard for you to focus back here, EK? A little bit. <laughs> Making it hard for EK? Yeah. Raising. I always do. All right. Uh, <laughs> who let those people in here? I don't know, but somebody kick them out. Eight people just walked in. I know, right? And walked out. What the hell? All of a sudden, we were filmed before a live studio audience, and then uh, no more. And and then I got scared, and it probably wouldn't talk. Yeah, you know what it is? They realized that EK wasn't wearing pants back there, so that's why they left. And you were making it hard for EK. Well, I do what I can. All right, let's do this last story, and then we can vamp to the top of the hour. I All guess. right. <laughs> Uh, happy story. Owl ensnared in the California kite string was rescued and grumpily fl- flies off. All right. A great horned owl in California found itself tied up on Monday when the tip of its wing became tangled in a kite string, leaving the bird dangling from a tree. Oh, that sucks. Damn Ben Franklin. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't fly him in California. By, if he, but if it like had drifted in the wind over the years, it could have ended up in California by now. Well, like a kite, one of his kite strings. Uh, All right. It would have. I wish it would have rotted by now. Yeah, it would have rotted by now. It was. You just want. I, you I, can't blame everything no, on Ben Franklin. Franklin. All right. There's plenty you can, but that's not one of them. I'm gonna blame it on the wig party then. There you go. All right. Uh, authorities launched a rescue effort to free the owl after a resident reported seeing the distressed bird. The San Jose Mercury News reported. The poor owl was hanging by her wings, suspended between two trees, a Peninsula Humane Society spokeswoman told the paper. Rescuers climbed on a fire crew's ladder and cut the string to free the owl, while Peninsula uh, Humane Society workers stood below and caught the bird as she fell. Aw. Uh, SF Gate reported. I guess that's San Francisco Gate. The San Francisco Gate reported? Yeah. I didn't know a bridge could report, but okay. The uninjured owl was released back into the wild at the scene. Probably because as soon as he was free, he just like, started freaking out. He's like, eh, 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 flew yeah, off. Yeah. Like, Fuck you guys out. And <laughs> seemed to, quote, grumpily fly off, the spokeswoman said. The remaining kite string was removed to prevent other birds from coming ensnared. Grumpily flew off. Well, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty accurate uh, description. He was just dangling from a limb from a, from a tree, then all of a sudden they got it and he was dropping through the air and got manhandled by some strange species that he doesn't know if it wants to eat him or not when he got a chance to fly off he was relieved and a little angry well i do like videos of like people getting like a like a jar i saw this one like a like a skunk had a like coke can stuck around its head Mm -hmm. and this human being went to like try to take it off the skunk's head and it's like dude you got some serious sack i would never like a skunk Mm -hmm. that's so risky i mean i understand you want to help the animal but that's a skunk yeah i hope you are stocked up on tomato (laughs) juice oh man (laughs) and that's the thing is like nobody has enough tomato juice nobody Nobody carries enough tomato juice. Can you imagine how many stores you'd have to go into stinking to get enough cans of tomato juice to fill up your bathtub? (laughs) (laughs) To only get enough of the stink off to where you're not throwing up on a daily basis as it wears off over the next two weeks. Exactly. So, I mean, when somebody makes that effort to... to, uh... Lighter! (laughs) Throw me a lighter! Uh, When... When somebody makes the effort to save somebody like a skunk, I mean, that takes a lot of sack because 
There was this uh, one time we went camping, and we rented this, like, uh, it was like a camper, and it had a trap underneath of it. Mm-hmm. And I, act- I was messing with it, and I had accidentally set the trap. I didn't bait it. Right. I didn't bait it. But we woke up the next morning, and there was a skunk underneath. And wow, it was... Pissed. It was quite an event, because there it didn't, like, it didn't spray at all. That's amazing. It is amazing, but it was such a choreogra- uh, choreographed effort because, like, people <laughs> walking up towards it and holding tarps and stuff like that, trying to just create it, a barrier. And, right. Uh, if it sprays, it's only getting the tarp. <laughs> oh, man. I felt so bad. Teenage <sighs> life. Oh, man. Did yeah. they find out that you were the one who activated said trap? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how much trouble did you get in? Not much. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, the skunk ended up being okay. They took it somewhere and released him. And how much trouble were you to have been in if somebody got sprayed? Way more. I bet. <laughs> I, I would have had my ass tanned. Tanned? It would have been red for a week. Uh, I would have been, yeah, I would have been sitting around at home 20 years later, just on my couch going... <laughs> <laughs> from a whooping that I would get. Just, you remember that? It's like you would yep. get your ass whooped, and then you, you're sitting down, and you're watching like the Cosby Show with the family, and just all of a sudden, <laughs> you give, give a little sound like that. And... <laughs> what was that, boy? Nothing, father. Yeah, I would have been beaten so hard that Ben Franklin uh, would have had an easier time defeating me in that debate. <laughs> and getting the mademoiselle's attention. And, uh... Yeah, I probably wouldn't have invented the space-time machine. Probably not. Well, there you go, Ben. If you're hearing this somehow through the uh, one of the time vortices in the uh, quantum realm, there's your way of beating the madman. Most ever, any scientist can time-view. Time-viewing is way easy. I'm not saying he knows that. Time-viewing is way easy. He yeah. was short and Look, fat, and he thought yeah. it was a good idea to fly a kite in a lightning storm. But he was still a scientist. I mean, I made fun of his crappy inventions that he's most known for and stuff like that. But, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there was a scientist. I mean, Grover Cleveland had a space-time machine. Everyone knows that. You know, and so, I mean, even even back then at Ben Franklin's time, they had time viewers. I thought you said you knew science. Uh-huh. In the millions of stars out there, I could see it on every night. Right. From Manhattan. Uh-huh. I'm not going to touch that with C. K., uh, Louis C.K.'s 10-foot pole. As long as he got consent, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Somebody call Sarah Silverman. <laughs> anyway, um, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Shock Monkey Radio Redux on Facebook. Um, uh, I also have a YouTube channel. Search for the Madman Lowercase on YouTube, or if you just type in FXBG Public Radio, and then you're going to find my videos until yes. FXBG Public Radio's YouTube, YouTube channel starts uh, making... Better videos than I do. <laughs> <laughs> the bar set. Yeah, I set the I set the bar high. And is, is it? Yeah, what okay. else? Uh, I do have a Twitter. I do have uh, Instagram. You have you're but part of the Twitterverse. It, yeah, uh, you're gonna have to kind of find me. Wait, no, I'm not. Search for those hashtags. Hashtag Shock Monkey Radio. Hashtag Blue Lives Matter. Hashtag. No, don't do that. <laughs> but ha- hashtag FXPG Public Radio. You. F- you find you use the look for those hashtags. You'll find me. That's for sure. Um, and please, please, please do go to over over to Patreon and become a patron and uh, help us keep this thing going. Search for uh, I'm sorry. Go to Patreon.com/slash Shock Monkey Radio. Uh, 
And uh, here it is, 7 o'clock. We've got a big big deal show coming on after us in, what, in a half an hour? we got uh, uh, Below the Deck and Raw Wisdom. It's like a Marvel team-up issue. It's FXBG Public Radio, the Avengers edition? Yeah. Uh, below the Deck and then Raw Wisdom will be appearing on the plank. Oh, my mistake. Oh. So we got a big lineup tonight. Yeah. yeah a, lot of, a lot of work ahead of you. Okay, well, uh, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you. And I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. You have my consent. Go ahead and stroke it. All right. Yeah. <laughs>